Well, good morning, Hoffman Town family. I'm back. <laughs> yes, and for you too, for you too. It is again a pleasure and a blessing. I'm so humble. I'm always humble to be able to come and be with my family here. And I, I say this every time I come from the pulpit, those of you who hear me, that if there was a church that I felt like I wanted to join, if I didn't have a church home, this would be the place. I say that because it's true. I said that because I feel so much love when I come here. Over the 15 years that I was coming back and forth here, it was always a blessing to come and see the many familiar faces. And um, I was always blessed, always received, always made to feel welcome. And so that's why I feel today. I'm here and I'm glad to be with you today. Now, I'll be honest with you, I had no idea that I was going to be here today, especially under these circumstances. And, um, but I'm here and I'm here. And I want to say to you, thank you for the invite to the staff today, and may God continue to bless Hoffman Town. You guys are a great ministry, and God has great plans for you. And so I pray that you will continue the course and allow the Holy Spirit to take you to where God has already ordained and predestined you to go for the kingdom's sake. Now I stand before you. I'm happy. It's kind of a mixed feeling today. I'm glad to be home, but at the same time, I am, my heart is heavy. My heart is heavy because of the conditions of the world we live in, our country, the things that are happening in our world. And I came today to talk about social justice and you'll hear me say something here in a few moments, but I'm looking at the world we live in today and I wonder if, and I'm sure you're seeing like what I'm seeing, our world is in trouble. It's not the same world. Matter of fact, when I get up in the morning, there's a different feeling about being in the world we live in today. There's been those anxious moments for me that I even ask God, God, can I come home? And I always talk to him. This is why I talk to my dad. I said, Dad, you gave him my, my three score and 10. I'm ready. And that's really, really the way I talk to him. I, I, you, gave, you promised me three score and 10. I thank you for that, but I'm ready to come home. But he reminds me there's still work to be done. But I look at the world and it's not the same. I look at the world we live in and it's not the same. And so we find ourselves in a place of dilemma, confusion, almost hopelessness. So many things that come at us at this particular time. Now I look at uh, the news sometime. I don't watch the news all the time because it depresses me. And I say to people who watch the news all the time, that's not healthy for you. Most people watch TV more than they watch a look at the Bible. And the Bible is what we're supposed to be eating on as a people of God. That's our diet. And the other day a lady came to me and we were talking and she just rang off. Pastor, look at this. Listen, listen, listen. She was telling me everything was going on. I says, she said, did you see this? I said, no, I didn't see that. And she says, how can you call yourself a pastor when you won't watch the TV and see what's going on? So I just looked at it and I said, well... Is anything happening in the world that I have not and I'm not reading in the Bible? And she couldn't say anything to me. But I wanted her to know that nothing has taken place in the world that we have not already been warned of in the Bible. And that's one of the reasons I want to leave with you today. We have a God who's in control. He's sovereign. He loves. He never stops loving. And he wants us to always trust him. One thing that Jesus said when he was leaving the earth, he said... 
when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith in the land? And that's what we have to ask ourselves. Am I going to be the one that's going to trust God? Jesus said in his word, he says, don't think it's strange about the things that's happening in the world because he said, I've already told you these things are going to happen. You already know about it. It's not, it shouldn't be a mystery. It shouldn't catch you off guard. He said, you need to understand these things are going to happen in the world because I've already foretold you. He said, but rejoice because I've overcome the world. This is not for you to be concerned about. But I do believe that, did I lose my mic or something? <laughs> I'm sorry, dear brother. You told me to watch it, but I didn't watch it, I guess. Thank you, Pastor. You good? I think so. Coming in loud and clear? All right. Upside down? Y'all know he's eating away my time. I got to get this back. Thank you, Pastor. Oh, it sounds better. Feels better, too. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're living in a different world today. And I want to talk a little bit about that world and from a social justice standpoint. There's going to be a different twist of what you, you're probably expecting because I don't, I'm one of those people who don't believe in finger pointing and looking at stuff from, the, from a different filter. When I see things, I see things, I like to see them through the word of God. And that's what we all should be willing to look at. Look at it from the word of God because this is where it's important to us. I get up in the morning and I see, like we said, things on the TV. Um, our world is different. Now we got gas lines, we got food lines, we got bare shelves. All these things are going on. This is part of who we are. And this is the first thing we have to do as a, as a people of God. We got to get a hold of the fact that the world that we live in is not going to go back the way it was. It's not going to happen like that. Based on what the Bible tells me and the direction that things are going, we're looking for some difficult times ahead. But not to the point that God wants us to lose hope or not for us to understand. He doesn't want nothing to slip up on us that we, should not, that we should not be ready to endure to go through. These are the last days. We talk about it, and it's kind of exciting when you realize the fact that, man, I'm really living in the last days. You look at the Bible, you see how clear it is. You see how plain it makes it to us. That the world we live in is changing. It's changing, it's metamorphosizing in its own way. The Bible says the world loves its own. And so we're living in that, we're looking at that coming to pass. But here's what I want to say to you today. In all seriousness, we give our attention too much to the TVs. I'm not telling you not to watch the television, but I'm telling you get in the word of God. This is not the message context in contact, but this is what I want you to know as a people of God. This is a time like never before to get into the word of God for yourself. If you don't get into the word of God, you're gonna be swept away. You will be swept away with the wave of negativity and the, the, the things that are coming through the media. I mean, my, my, my phone pops all the time, YouTube, all these things. There's so much going on in it. What I found out does it, it does, it does, it puts you in a hypnotic state. You just buzz and just get, get staring at it. But what you don't realize is that it is feeding your spirit negativity. It's feeding you doubt, fear, and all this anxiety, these things that shouldn't be a part of you. It shouldn't be a part of you. And so I say to you today, 
find your place in God's word. Find your place in God's word. It'll fall in love with the, love of the word of God all over again. If you haven't found it, get in love with God and his word because that's what's going to be holding you. Now, again, I don't know why God let this day to be for me to come and stand before you. It wasn't planned. I don't think the brothers had it in them to be able to do this, put all this together. This is what God wants us to do today. He wanted me to be here. He wanted you to be here. Let's give God a praise. And I believe that God sent me today and let me stand before you to say this to you. You have a choice. You have a choice. With all that's going on in our world, you have a choice. You have a choice as to how you will respond to what's going on. The circumstances are critical. They're getting more critical. They're, going, they're not going to change. It's going to get worse. Please hear me. It's going to get worse. But you need to understand something. You have a choice as a believer in Christ. You do not have to take what's going on and lay down and accept it. You have a choice to stand up and to be the people of God that God wants you to be, that God created you to be, that God say you are, and let God use you for such a time as this. Now we, they've isolated us, they carried us, allowed us to go home, and we isolated from one another. We need that. We need, we're people of community. We love being together. If I could just kind of just say to you a little bit, the, thing, the world we're living in is so demonic. Everything we're looking at is demon-driven. It has a strategy and a plan, which is to usher in the Antichrist. Now, I hope I'm not losing anybody, and I hope I'm not offending anybody. But I'm one of those people who believe that and read the Word of God, that this is the world that we live in, and it's changing. It's changing because that's something else is about to happen. So it's going to get worse. Please rest assured in that. So God, let me stand and tell you that you have a choice. And I want to encourage you again to make the right choice. Make the right choice. Now, again, we do not have to be discouraged. We don't have to do that. And I want to talk to you about from the subject of, it's supposed to be, the call to social justice. But I'm going to give you another scripture. I was going to I thought to use the scripture in Isaiah 58 for this message about cry loud and spare not. Well, late last night or early this morning, God began to stir me about something. He said the people needed to hear a different word. Still the word of God, but it's another word. But it still focuses on social justice. And that's, this is what I want to talk about, making a choice. Choose love in times of difficulties. Choose love in times of difficulties. See, when you choose love, you're choosing God. Because God is love. And when you choose love, you're not going to have the fear that the world wants us to grab hold to and gravitate towards. I think this is one of the greatest and most special hours for the church to rise up and be the persons, the people, the mighty giants that God created us to be in the world. Our world needs us. Within us is the answer to what ails the world. And it's Christ. It's Christ inside of us. But if we don't have the eyes, we don't have the passion, we don't have the love to do what is needed, our world will truly fall. I kind of wanted to read a scripture to you here. It 
It's in 1 John. Not 1 John, but John, chapter, John 13. St. John 13, verses 34 and 35. Just two verses today I want to share with you. And the scripture says, Jesus is talking as he's getting ready to leave the disciples. He said, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have, I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. That's what's going to prove it. Now, I want to kind of emphasize this scripture because Jesus did, a, he said a little bit different. He says, now a new commandment. Now, we know that Jesus said this on several occasions in, in, in Matthew. He said that when they asked him what is the greatest commandment, he told them, love thy God with all that, the Lord, all, all that heart, soul, and mind, strength, and your neighbor as yourself. But he didn't twitch it on this. And he says, a new commandment I'm giving you, that you love one another. But he didn't stop there. He says, as I have loved you. What he's getting, to, the point is he's getting us to understand to love each other as he loved us is going to take more than just human inclinations. We're going to have to understand we can only love each other to that degree through him living inside of us. We won't be able to do it with our emotions where we just give a dollar or take someone to dinner. It's going to take something to live what he's talking about, where he laid down his life where he fed, where he trusted, where he, where he suffered abuse and kept loving. He did everything that we, we're supposed to be doing. I was saying with Brother Greg earlier that if we could understand and really catch the revelation of how Jesus lived before us while he was on the earth, before he died and went to heaven to make it possible for us to live the kind of life that he just showed us, demonstrated to us while he walked the earth, what an amazing thing that would be. He knew we couldn't do it in ourselves, he had to die to free us that we could do that. And then he gave us his spirit to live inside of us. So now we can live that kind of a life. Well, we can love people unconditionally. So I say to you today that social justice is about love. Social justice is about, it means you're treating everyone fairly. Because that's the way God made us. He put us all in the earth together. He said in Genesis 1 and 26, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And that tells me something, that all of us look alike. Now, and, and, and to God, to God. I know not, he made us different colors and so forth, but there's another scripture in Acts 17 where it says that from one blood he created all nations. And even a sign where they would be living, he assigned what they would be doing. He set boundaries for each nation. But he loved every one of them and made us all from this one blood. Social justice dictates that we treat each other properly. Matter of fact, treating each other the way we would want to be treated. Treating each other just the way he said, as you, just, as you would have men to do unto you, do unto them the same way. And so social justice is loving one another being there for one another, supporting one another beyond, if you will, the, the, the little things that we do to make ourselves feel good. It means really moving beyond that and loving each other through the love of God, the love of God that comes through us to reach each other. That's where it's at today. 
And so I want to leave with you four, a couple of things we can talk about. First, how can I choose to love and to react to the way things are going on in the world? Because a lot of things are going on. People are choosing. Some people are choosing to commit suicide. Some people are choosing to be depressed. You have a choice as a believer. And God is saying to us, choose love. He's telling you what to do. He's giving you an option. He's showing you what to do. Choose love. Inside of you is love. Because he's in you. And he says, greater am I in you than he that's in the world. And we do. We, we get so inundated with what's going on in the world that we forget to look inside. Or we forget that there's a power that resides within us. A power to accomplish God's will on the earth. A power to do what, he, what honors him. He made this world. This is his world. And he put us here to occupy. Jesus, occupy till I come. I mean, for us to lay down and go hide and roll over. He wants to stand up and be the people who we are supposed to be. And I talked about this in my thoughts yesterday. As God was talking to me about this message, I realized we roll over so much as a people of God. We roll over so much that the world is taking over. We rolled over when they was talking about taking prayer out of the school. We rolled over when they was talking about Roe versus Wade. We roll over. And that was never God's intent for us. We was put in the earth to be agents of change, to change this world we live in. The power was in us through Christ to make the difference if we would choose to do that. It's called choice. The most powerful thing you got is choice. What will you choose today? Look at the things that's going on and just continue to be despondent and depressed about it, accept fearful thoughts and so forth. Or will you shake yourself and say, Lord, use me. Use me. I think about the scripture in Esther where she says, who is to say that for such a time as this, you have not been brought into the kingdom? None of the things that's going on is surprising to God. Nothing. He wants his church to rise up. He wants his church to realize, I'm with you. I've not forsaken you. This is your hour. What will you do? What will you choose to do with the hour in which we live? There's a harvest out there that God wants. Where's this church? And so I want to talk a little bit, four things very quickly. I'm watching my clock. A couple of things I want you to think about. It's important for us, first of all, to be strong within ourselves, our own ranks. I'm not telling you to go out there and get on the street and start protesting. If you want to do that, that's fine. Just keep it orderly, I guess. What I want to talk about is what we can do, to, first of all, to strengthen one another. Jesus, when you do these things, you will show the world that you are my disciple that you are following me. You understand kingdom authority. You understand kingdom concept. You understand kingdom citizenship. You understand who you are. You're locked in on your identity. So I want to give you a couple of things. The first thing I want to encourage you to do is to encourage one another. Just taking time out and encouraging one another. 
Remember, the whole point is we're building each other up. We are people of community. This is the way the world was created. We're supposed to be there for one another. This is social justice. In the book of Acts, when the Holy Ghost fell, things got so good and so orderly, the kingdom of God began to manifest that the Bible said they had all things in common. Probably it's not been a day since that that that's actually happened. But it can, even in this church. And it was spread out beyond these walls into the communities. It can happen because God is with us. Encourage one another. We live in such an incredible time. Even when we can't be physically present with each other, we can still call, we can text. The world's trying to stop us, but they can't stop us if we be, have the mind of Christ. They're using all one kind of means to, to reach out to one another. Don't let the world separate you. You were created to be together. Find a way, trust the, the way. Now, I, I, somebody may come to me and says, you telling us to go against the governor's orders? No, nah, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you are the people of God. You have the spirit of God. You have the wisdom of Christ. You have ways that you can react, reach out to one another. Well, let your text now be from just what's going on to what God is doing. I've asked God every day, let me see you riding through all of this stuff that I'm seeing on TV. I want to see you. You're my hope. You're my salvation. Not Mr. Trump. I've got nothing against him. None of that kind of stuff. It's just that the world does not have the answer that it's looking for. And here we are. The Bible said if one could chase a thousand, two, ten thousand. Church, we are living in such an amazing time if we would only choose to love. We would just choose the power of love to allow the Holy Spirit to truly use us to walk out what we say we believe. Let it be our living experience and let it start with one another. And all you that are here today, I wonder how many of you really know the, the people that's in here? We need to know each other. You know, that's another thing about social justice is that I think the reason it's so much, so, so much that it's so prevalent is that we don't take time to get to know each other. So because we don't know each other, we're easy to prejudge or to, or to criticize. You can't love a person, you can't do a person like that when you know them. I have Caucasian friends that love me dearly. I know they do. They don't judge, I don't feel judgment when I come to them. Why? Because we talk. We don't talk superficially. We talk about what's hurting me, what's hurting them. We talk about our common things. It's a difference than just giving a hi and I'll see you later. It's so much different getting to know one another, valuing one another. That's the key. So encourage one another. Proverbs 3 and 27 says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it. We deserve each other. You know why? God put us here together, and he said, love. Love one another. That's what he told us to do. Love one another. He put us here together. 
Someone says you can't conjure up a, uh, and, and decide what your family is going to be like. That's so true. God chose us as a family. Let's be a family. The second thing, not only I want you to encourage one, I want you to learn how to support one another. Find out what's going on in each other's lives. How can I support you in that? How can I pray for you in that? These are just things just trying to build. This is not getting out on the street, like I said, and raising marches and all those kind of things. That's, that, that's, that, that, I think it's all about a process. Until the church first love how to love itself, love those who make up the body of Christ, we're not going to be able to be a real helpful beyond these walls. Charity begins here. Love begins here. When true love is manifested here, we're going to begin to see the change on the streets. But until we do that, First John 3 and 18 says, our love should not be only words, words and talk. No, our love must be real. We must show our love by the things we do. Show your love by the things you do. Encourage one another. Spend time with one another. Support one another. Whatever's going on, find out what's going on in your, in your family. Know your family. I've run out of time. Okay. Number three, love each other. Encourage, support, now love each other. The scripture I want to use for that is Romans 12 and 10. Try to outdo your, yourselves in respect and honor to one another. Love each other to such a degree that you just almost just shame each other by the way you love each other. That's what it means. Just shame each other through your acts of love. Shame one another. We can do this. We are the people of God. And we can do all things through Christ. Now, see, you're sitting here, but I know one thing. All of us got to ask the question, how selfish am I? Am I really selfish? Then point number four. Point each other to Jesus. That's a great demonstration of love. When no matter what's going on, you're going to run into a brother or sister that's so despondent, so discouraged. They got issues that you re that's beyond your control. You have no control over. You can't help them. You can turn, put your head down and talk to them about it and encourage them. But point them to Jesus. That's what the world is missing. I listen to all the conversation. I've even sat down with pastors. And they only want to talk about an answer. There is but one answer to what's going on in the world. But no one want to talk about sin. They don't want to talk about holiness. They don't want to talk about living right. One person told me, that's not politically correct on this setting. Really? Well, you don't want an answer. You're looking to find fault. You're looking to continue point fingers. And it's not going to work here. You want an answer. You got to go to the word of God. This is his world. He created it. And he knows how to fix it. As a matter of fact, he's even put the agents in the world to fix the world if the agents would rise up and be who he said they ought to be. 
point each other to Jesus. These last days, the world needs us. Yes, you're on your way to heaven. You believe. You have salvation. But wouldn't you want to see some other people go with you? More than that, wouldn't you want to please God by honoring what he wants to do in the earth? That's the big thing. God talks about souls in 1 Peter, the hastening of the souls. He wants souls out of, this, out of this chaos that we're looking at. There are souls who are looking for God, who's hungry for God. But the church needs eyes to see. They need a heart to feel it. And that can only come from them loving God. So as we begin to love one another and strengthen that which is remaining within us and get strong among ourselves, we'll be able to see the harvest that God has got out there. People out there that's been used by the enemy, by the devil. But God lets us see that. So today, beloved, you have a choice. Choose love. Choose to love in the most difficult time when it's almost frightful to walk down the street to see somebody coming. Don't even want to go to the store. Lines, all these kind of things. There's so much that's going on in the world. Our world has changed, but God let us know we have the capacity, the ability within us to change the world. Now, I'm a, this is not on the message, but I think I'll leave this with you. This is extra. The way social change comes is through changing of policies. First of all, policy, the policies that are in place have to be enforced. We got to hold the, our leaders to the feet to the fire that they would follow and do what the leaders, the, the policies are already in place. And then we need to be able to look openly and objectively at the need to change policy. Some things need to be changed and some, some news need to come about because our world is evolving. The dark is getting darker. And we need to be able to get wiser in what we're doing moving forward. And we are the agents of change. We have our, our vote, our ability to, to, to get into politics, all these different things, they're here. Let's talk to the Lord about how he wants to use the gifts and talents that he's given us to bring a change in the world. And you know, at the same time I'm saying this, I'm thinking, hmm, I really want to hurry up and get out of here. I, yeah, I, I'm sorry, guys, I really do. I, I see the world, and I know what the Bible is telling me. We're living in difficult times, and it's going to get worse, and then it's going to go on out. But what I want to focus on is the souls that are still out there. Yeah, we're, we're set. We're, we're sitting here waiting for to be caught up. But how many out there don't know Christ? How many out there that he loves, that he loves them all? But they're being blinded by the world. They've been blinded by these things. They're moving in anger and hatred. And there's so much hatred in the world. So much hatred. And we can change that. We would hold each other accountable and hold the world accountable. But it's going to take all of us doing this together. So I stand before you today to say you have a choice. You do not have to react and respond to the world 
in some negative way as a believer. Choose to do the right thing. And the right thing is to love. It's to love. Once you operate in that, once you begin to move in love, things will change in your life and the world or in the life around you, the people around you. And now we're out. We're beyond that time where me, my foe, and no more. We've got to move beyond these four walls. We've got to take, we've got to manifest the love and take it out of these walls to the streets, to the shopping malls, to the, to the station, wherever it's at. We have got to be lovers of God. And to let the love of God that's in us flow to touch all those around us. Jesus said, by this, will all men know that you are my disciple, that you first show love one to the other. Now think about that. Jesus was saying something in effect. He said, well, I see what you're doing in the church. I see what you're doing already, but what I'm asking you to do is a little bit more than what you're actually thinking. I'm asking you to Love the way I loved you. Love your brother. Love your sister the way I loved you. That's some deep, deep, deep stuff. Because he said, I laid my life down. He said, no greater love than this than a man lay his life down for his friend. So we've been called to take it to the next level. To truly walk in and manifest this love that the Bible talks about. I want to thank you for the opportunity to come and stand before you today. I pray that your heart's been encouraged and challenged. Now, this is a great time for the church right now. If the church would recognize it, the church would just take hold of it and say, God, this is a time I want to be who you say I am. Show me, use me. I don't want to be a spectator while all this is going on. I know there's a place for you, for me somewhere in what you're doing. Let me be an agent of change in somebody's life. Use me for your glory. That's why you're saving me. So I encourage you today, choose. Choose love in these difficult times. And God bless you.